create a budget, you know, pay off if you have an extra paycheck in a month, because sometimes in a month you get paid three times. Most people get paid three times in a month. Make make it rain on your debt. Like just do one thing. Trust me. And it works. You don't have to do everything at once, but you do have to start making moves today. You're listening to the Thought Card episode number 14. Welcome to The Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money, where planning, saving, and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth, and paying off debt. We are the Financially Savvy Travelers. Hey everyone, today on the show we have Ogechi. She is a certified financial educator and founder of One Savvy Dollar. One Savvy Dollar is a personal finance website that helps people find companies that offer tuition reimbursements and empowers them to save money, pay down debt, and increase their net worth while building wealth. She's been featured on sites like Nerd Wallet, Clever Girl Finance, and so much more. So what inspired you to start One Savvy Dollar, which is an awesome, awesome, awesome business name, by the way. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So does everyone. By the way, that took six months. It took me six months to come up with a name. You know, it had to be cool. It had, had to be descriptive of what I'm about. Like once you hear One Savvy Dollar, you just you automatically know that it has something to do with money. Hashtag right goals. Yeah. Right? Hashtag goals. Exactly. <laughs> I have a background in finance. I have a bachelor's in communications, a master's in accounting, and my professional background has been in finance. So I just came across a lot of people who had problems with managing their money, you know, saving, budgeting, who were in a lot of debt. And um, that's really how I started, you know, just my personal and professional um, background. And I was able to create One Savvy Dollar. Over time, One Savvy Dollar evolved to um, doing more for people because I realized that, listen, if you're in debt, if you're in a lot of debt, it's going to be difficult moving forward. It's going to be difficult saving. It's going to be difficult doing things that you're, you're passionate about. One Savvy Dollar evolved into helping people find companies that offer tuition reimbursements so that they can go to school with little to no student loans and ultimately not have this huge crippling debt behind them. So in terms of like student loan repayment, can you tell us how much you owed and what motivated you to pay it off quickly? Well, um, I graduated with $26,000 in student loan debt. I was set up on a standard repayment, which is 10 years. And I just realized that I didn't want to, I didn't want to be 40 years old, still paying debt, student loan debt from my twenties. Like it didn't even make sense to me. And there were other things that I felt I could be doing with the money. So I just saved. Most people would pay extra towards their loan. I kind of didn't do it that way. I had, I was making the regular payment, which was about, I think, 294 for close to three years. And then right there on the third year, exactly, I paid off a lump sum of 20000 And that's because I saved. I kept making payments regularly, but saving on the side as well. And I just paid it off in one shot. I love that because you're really touching on two different approaches. I paid off $63,000 in four years. But for me, I did it multiple ways. So I did number one, I, I actually inflated my payment costs, but I also actually use my emergency fund savings and I would make like large bulk payments, but then I would pay myself back at the end. So 
Did you have a goal of making a lump sum payment and paying yourself back in the future? Or you said, I'm going to devote these savings to paying off my student loan debt. I said I was going to devote the savings to paying off my student loan debt. And it just so happened that I paid it off on my birthday. Oh, that's amazing. So that was literally my my birthday gift to my 31st birthday gift to myself. And I said, you know what? It would be great to step into my new year without this debt hanging over me. And honestly, one year later, that's one of the best decisions I've made to just not have the student loan. And I'm paying myself back. Remember, I was set up on a 10-year repayment program. So I paid it off in three years. So technically there's seven years left, right? So now that money's, I'm still paying my student loans, but this time I'm paying it to myself. I love that. That is a gem. And you're touching on something very important because it's like taking what a bill used to be and transferring it into what your goals, your intentions, and I love that. And I actually did something very similar because when I was shopping for a home, I said to myself, I've been living four years with student loan debt and I know how it feels to have this amount of money taken out every month, right? So right now, my my student loan used to be, is now my mortgage payment. So that's exactly line to line item. So I love that strategy. How did you like think about it that way? Like, how did you decide, you know, I'm going to do this for the next seven years? Like, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, first of all, when I graduated, I I, I thought of it this way. OK, so twenty six thousand is roughly the cost of a new car. That's so I decided not to get a new car because I figured, you know, there's always going to be a new car. But how about I take care of this first and then get a new car later if I wanted to. But I figured just not get distracted, have this this goal of paying off the loan and being able to use the monies to do other things for myself. I still didn't get a new car, like a brand new car, but I decided to just keep paying myself back. I don't know how long I'm going to keep doing this, but I figured it's best to not have student loan debt going forward. And I'm glad that I've paid it off. I love that. So that's really, that's gold. It's like, if you can just transfer what you used to pay in student loans, and that could also work for credit card debt as well. So transfer what you used to pay to actually in your savings. And I think that's a great way to also avoid like lifestyle inflation as well. Yes. Because, you know, as we make more money, we tend to spend it all (laughs) or spend the majority (laughs) of it. So I think that definitely is, is really great. So I was listening to a podcast yesterday and the host said something really interesting. They said that you should only go into debt for the things that will pay you back in the long run. Would you say that student loans is one of those things that falls into that category? What are your thoughts on that? Student loan debt used to be categorized as the good, quote and unquote, the good debt. It can be a good debt and it can also be a thorn in your flesh. It depends on how you plan for it. So I would say sit down. And, and I know it's such a it's such a heavy burden to place on, say, an 18 year old, because this requires you to actually think far ahead. Most people 
you know, move on to college at 18. So here you are at 18 making decisions that's going to affect you for a really long time. So I would say, you know, make sure you research your degree, make sure you research the school. You need to have a return on your investment. If you're going to, you know, borrow $100,000, $50,000, you need to have a plan for how you're going to pay back. And you should have a job that's going to pay you back. There are a lot of people with three degrees, two degrees that are still working like two jobs. And they're not working two jobs because, I mean, it's different when you have a job and then you have a side hustle. No, they're working two jobs because like they have to, because that's the only way for them to, to make ends meet. You know, here you are with like six figures in student loan debt, but you're still struggling to make it. So it's not it's not matching up. And I always tell people this, that the cost of pursuing a thing should never outweigh the benefits. That's how you know that you're getting a good return. And I agree because like for me, for an entry level position that I was looking for a few years ago, it was master's preferred. So a lot of positions are master's preferred. So for me, when I was finishing my undergrad, I knew I wanted to go to grad school. And I'm happy I did because I'm just I'm over it and I don't have to do it in my adulthood. I think it's really, really important for you to really think about like, okay, I might need this because it's a preferred requirement and my industry maybe requires this. But at the end of the day, like, does it is my degree worth 10 years of of just having this be a a thorn or is it worth four years or five years? And what does it take to do that? If you decide you're going to be a psychologist, you can't just have a bachelor's. You can't just have a master's. You have to go all the way to a PhD for your degree to um, pay off. So right off the bat, you already know two things. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you money. So don't go, you know, don't go, full on taking all these loans for say like a bachelor's and a master's. And then by the time you get to the PhD, here you are with a lot of debt. Do you see what I'm saying? It becomes troublesome paying back. But at the end of the day, that's why I created um, One Savvy Dollar as well to help people find companies that offer tuition reimbursements because there are companies that will help you through your school. There are companies that don't mind investing in you, but ultimately, you know, you need to find them. So I figured just put something together for people to be able to plan their finances strategically. Right, right, right. So this is a great time to talk about what is tuition reimbursement and what does that mean for people who are not aware? Tuition reimbursement is actually like an employee benefit. A lot of companies have all kinds of benefits, but one benefit that is not so popular is actually tuition reimbursement. And tuition reimbursement is just an employee benefit where they sponsor employees to go to school, most times any school of their choice, and they'll pay a certain amount. According to the IRS, um, the maximum is $52.50 a year to not be counted as taxable income. Now, once a company pays more than $52.50, then it becomes taxable income. So you find that most companies tend to stay around $52.50, but you know, some are very generous and some stay under as well. Just the tuition, not um, you know, books or dorm or anything like that, because don't forget, you still have to work with them. So it's just basically cover tuition. And I know that some companies also have programs where if you do do a tuition reimbursement program, you have to stay on board with them for X amount of years. Yes, that is correct. Tuition reimbursement really 
works diff- varies by company. Every company has their own policy for how they how they disperse this tuition reimbursement. Your grades matter because don't forget this is this is extra monies technically that has nothing to do with your salary. Um, so you know some companies want to see you vested in them for a little bit before they start giving tuition reimbursement. So it varies drastically by company. There's no one, there's no one template. Every, every company creates a policy that they think is a win-win for them and the employee. So how do you find out if your company offers a reimbursement program? You could just ask. If you go on an interview, you know, you could, you know, just kind of throw it in there and see you could, um, research the company, or you could also go on onesavvydollar.com where you sign up and it's free. There is no charge for it. Um, Once you sign up, you'll be able to see all these companies, the amounts they offer, the grade that's required to keep getting the reimbursement, the um, contractual obligations, if any, the cap, because some companies have a cap. Um, Say, you know, a company could be giving $7,000 $7,000 at a cap of 20000 So on one employee, the max you can collect or get within your time with them is maybe 20000 Also, you could find out when the tuition reimbursement starts. Does it start on day one? Does it start thir- after 30 days, after 60 days, 90 days, or maybe after a year? Your best bet really is because we have a lot of companies in the database um, and you should be able to sort through by industry, by category and see how to strategically plan for um, paying either your bachelor's, your master's, your Ph.D. and all of that. Excellent. Excellent. So what are some of the industries that are offering employees this benefit right now? A lot of industries do offer tuition reimbursement. It's it's you know, it's not one specific industry. You have healthcare, you have IT, you have um, some of the entertainment industry, some of the legal industry, the manufacturing industry, the airlines. A lot of companies offer tuition reimbursement. So if it's a case of, oh, I'm not going to find, no, you are going to find something within your industry or just a slight difference, but a lot of companies do offer tuition reimbursement. Now, if your employer doesn't offer a tuition reimbursement program, like what are your options in terms of getting this benefit? I would say definitely apply for FAFSA. You know, go to the financial aid office for the school that you're looking to to get into. Um, apply for financial aid. See if you can find work study. Find scholarships as well. There are all kinds of scholarships out there. But definitely, I believe that you don't need to be in six-figure debt to get a really good education. Right, because like we said before, student loans can really impede you from reaching your financial goals. Like yes. buying a house, getting married, having their dream yes. wedding, or yes. you know, starting a family. These are all things that makes it so much harder when you have to take care of, you know, your student loan debt. And I also think, you know, as employees, it's our it's our duty to also continuously like talk to our colleagues and our friends and making sure that it's transparent. And if your organization doesn't have it, perhaps talk to your HR department and say, hey, you know, maybe you can do a petition or maybe you can find ways to see if your organization will be able to to help to help you. And it's not only you, it's going to be the all of your other employees as well. So what's next for One Savvy Dollar? What are you up to? 
I've created a course for people who are looking to buy their homes, their first homes. It's a 21-day course. Um, we start off in January, January 7th, and I'm really excited about that. Ultimately, yes, the idea or the goal for One Savvy Dollar is to help you with your personal finances. So One Savvy Dollar is a personal finance space in entirety. Yes. And also uh, there's going to be a saving challenge um, coming up for next year as well. There's also going to be a course on budgeting and also a course on debt. So it's just Right now, I'm all about, you know, creating courses, reaching more people, adding more companies to the database and just generally growing one savvy dollar. And you also have a wonderful Facebook group. Tell us about that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I am one savvy dollar. One savvy dollar is actually... I don't think of it as a a little um, powerful statement. First of all, to be one savvy dollar is to, to be one to be savvy. First of all, is to be knowledgeable, to be smart about your life. So the group is called I am one savvy dollar. And we're just everyone's on their grind in their either saving, budgeting, you know, looking for ways to pay down debt. Um, just the other day, some girl said she reduced her student loan um, interest rate from like a 6.8 to a 1.9%. And I was like, hoo-hoo, that's, um, that's great. Um, so everyone there, you know, just a bunch of us young folks just trying to figure out our monies and pay that, save more, pay down debt and build wealth. Yes, that group is very, very, very good. Um, It's great to be surrounded by like-minded people who are also doing the grind. And I am definitely very, very interested in doing the money challenge next year. So sign me up. What's one thing that you will implore people to do next? I'll implore people to take their personal finances, you know, just a little more seriously. It's not very difficult I don't know where you are with your personal finance right now, but just start, you know, start, just put one foot in front of you, you know, just, just start. If it's, if it's starting off with your budget, start with a budget. If it's logging onto your, your um, student loan account to see how much you owe and to see the daily interest that's occurring, you know, that's adding up because a lot of people don't understand how they borrowed, say, 20000 but it has ballooned up to 30000 That's because of the daily interest. Create a budget, you know, just do one thing. Trust me, and it works. You don't have to do everything at once, but you do have to start making moves today. Wow, guys, what a powerful ending from Ogechi. She's just, you know, encouraging us to take one action today. And this is on the money, no pun intended though. But for real, like Ogechi really had some great, great, great tips. All right, before I sign off and let you guys go, I wanted to share with you two things. Thank you so much for those who have been leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts the last couple of weeks. Here is a review from Almost at Free. She says, a great idea for a podcast that provides valuable insights into how to use the right tools and how we can take advantage 
of all that travel. Thank you so much, Almost at Free. I really appreciate the podcast reviews. It helps us spotlight the show and helps us get more easily found. Again, if you haven't had a chance to join the Facebook community, we have a brand new Facebook community called Financially Savvy Travelers. And this is where I love to hang out. This is where you'll meet other like-minded, savvy travelers who are trying to save money, who are trying to have amazing life experiences, investing, paying off debt. And it's just a great place to just be in community with each other. And I learned so much from each and every one of you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Thought Car Podcast. And I cannot wait to see you next time. Bye.